significance of that song yes yes you do 2020 and guess who's bazak us baby guess who's bazak c-w-a-c baby guess who's bazak us baby (laughs) hello ladies and gentlemen i am marcus and i am shelby and And we we are krugers with the c and you can't wing with it (laughs) can't wing with it oh my goodness I know. We got a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. First off, let's say we love y'all. Yes, we do. We miss y'all. Oh, yes. We see that you guys have been constantly, constantly staying in touch with the podcast, even though we have been on a hiatus. But um, let me tell you, let me tell you, it, it has been some challenges, you know. Yes, it has. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I want to give a shout out to the people in Oakland, Mountain View, Silver Springs, Durban, South Africa, New York. Oh, man, the Big Apple tuning in. Can't forget about Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida, and last but certainly not least, Ocala, Florida. Ocala. Ocala. (laughs) (laughs) I feel, I feel, let's see, I feel good. I feel relieved that you, you knew that I wouldn't <laughs> You know I stay on point. I'd be ready for the songs. But I, I feel good that we're sitting in front of these microphones. I feel good that uh, we're talking again. Let, I, what about you? I feel good. I am so thankful for mm-hmm. everything. I am. I feel good. It's so much I can say, express. I might get a little emotional. Mm-hmm. My eyes may sweat. But it's okay. I am happy, and I'm happy that you guys have been listening to us, like he mm-hmm. said earlier. I mean, I mean, I'm even happy that someone even checked on us. Mm-hmm. That was so shocking. So, yeah. Hey, let's talk about that, and that's current. That's current. Yes. So, talk about that. Um, I guess he's someone that you follow on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And this individual, are we going to say name? Yeah, say his name. Put it out. He, he okay. gave me flowers. All right, all right. Jared Sanders, shout mm-hmm. out to you. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Thank for you. For the God of a Money Count, if you don't know about that, if you like uh, CHH music, a uh, very talented artist, check him out. It's Jared Sanders and God of a Money. Yeah, so I thank you. I thank you very much yeah. for checking up on us. And it just made, it made me feel so special. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, even though you read... Um, what's this called? The stats. Uh-huh. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and people were still listening to us, right. even though we didn't have anything recent. I mean, that is so special. Yeah, that makes me feel all warm and gooey on the inside, considering what we've been through, and we will talk about that. Yes. So I thank you, Mr. Jared Sanders. Uh-huh. Shout out to you, and shout out to everybody that's just been listening to us still. Yes. How you feel about it, honey? I felt I felt good about that because. You guys know that I have a YouTube channel as well, besides, aside from uh, the Kruger with a C. And uh, just for, and he, just for a person to say, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, I noticed that something's not happening 
Are you okay? Yeah. You know, that that just show like sometimes what you think you might be doing, and you know how many times I wanted to say I'm gonna give up doing that. But then when somebody just realized are you something is off and they say, Are you okay? Mm-hmm. It really goes to show that, you know, you gotta check up on people. Yeah. You and do. it just made me feel good that it was like nothing about anything else, but just notice that I was absent. Yeah. You know, so that that just made me think about that movie with Mel Gibson. Uh, what women want. Uh-huh. Remember, it was the girl in there. It was a skinny girl, and she was like the oh, one in the yeah. office. Everybody looked over. Yeah. And he heard her voice, and she was like, "I was wondering, what, I was wondering if anybody would ever miss me." And one day he walked in the office, and he noticed that she wasn't there, and he went to check on her, mm-hmm. and she was thinking about doing something crazy. Yeah, I think even, she wanted to commit suicide. Yeah. Or something. Even though that wasn't my story, you know, I just been on a hiatus. Like we said, we're going to get into it. And um, it just made me feel good that somebody actually took the time to say, are you okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's how I feel. I feel about it. Mm-hmm. So you ready to get into the the story? You ready to get into what's been going on? Yeah. So I guess we need to backtrack a little bit. We got, we got to backtrack because we haven't did an episode since last year before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, now that we say it like that, that's a long time. Let's see. Um, that is a long time. We was um, preparing for the holidays, and we was giving tips on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And Thanksgiving for us was good. It was good, right? I think I really can't I, remember I really can't remember Thanksgiving. But from that episode to now, a lot has went down. Six, seven, eight. It, it's been two months. Wow. Two months that we have. And we was doing this on a weekly basis. Yes. Okay. Yes. And and we had even slowed down because we were trying to figure out Zuri. Yeah. But we got yeah, a lot she to was, talk about. She was just getting into in our schedule of yeah. uh, recording. Of recording. Okay. So where you want to start? So all right, the last thing that we talked about, the first thing that started happening was like weeks before my computers broke down. Mm-hmm. Then my truck broke down and I had to get a new vehicle. Mm-hmm. That was a. I, I, I hear people say a loss ain't a loss; it's a lesson. Mm-hmm. But that loss, that loss was a blessing, and it has been so instrumental in our lives. Now mm-hmm. we've been through some changes, and so that's what we were. And I was talking about some transitions that I was personally going through, and I guess we could start there. Okay. So for the past ten years. And you guys hear me refer to my job a lot. You guys hear me talk about what I did, but you never knew what I did for a living to make income. And that job was a corrections officer. Yes, it was. I have been the correction officer for the last 10 years, and it has provided for my family so I could never say anything like negative. I don't want to say anything negative about a job that I had because it was there to help me provide. Right. But there was a lot of things that we have endured, a lot of heartache, a lot of... Changes. Yes. Uh, I, I remember just when I uh, first started at the job, my family had a big gathering for my grandmother and her oldest sister. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was going to be a big thing, but, you know, I had to go to work. And that was the last big event that they were at. Right. Because... Couple years after that, both of them passed away. Mm-hmm. So I missed that, and that was part of that journey with that job. And it's just like the other stuff that piled onto it, like not knowing if I'm gonna have a day off, 
not knowing if I'm going to be able to come home at the end of my shift because I might have to work a double shift. Mm -hmm. Not knowing or not being able to plan certain things because I know I had to work. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get off because that shift may not be covered. So much little stress that has been taken off of my shoulders. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Mr. Kruger, drum roll, please. I can breathe. I can breathe. So, yes. so how do you feel about the new transition? I am so happy at not about the new. Well, did you tell them what the new transition was? Oh, you ain't tell them. You just <laughs> oh, I just you finally told what you used to yeah, do. Well, well, let's talk about the impact of what I used to. Oh, or should I just go ahead and go? Go ahead and go. Okay, so my new job is uh, programs. Uh, I'm an assistant for a program of environmental health and safety, and now I have an office job. So. I know when I'm going to work and I know when I'm getting off. I have a set schedule. I have weekends and holidays off. This has been a schedule that I've been looking for for years. Yes. Even with the um, the department that I was with before I got this job, I interviewed for a job that was similar schedule, but I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing about that is I had an interview for the department that I was currently in one day on a Wednesday. And the Thursday, I had an interview for the job that I currently have now. Correct. And I went to both interviews, but I kind of felt like I might get the, the second one. Mm -hmm. The one that I that I got. And, and that's what happened. And it just, it feel good. Like, I, 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 what, two weekends now, I've been off. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy because I slept in. Yes. I slept in. And listen, sleeping in for me is 9 o'clock. Because on when I was at my previous job, if I didn't ha I didn't have the weekends off, and I if I would have a weekend off, I would try to get up as early as possible and squeeze everything that I could into that day. So I'm up at five or six in the morning, mm -hmm. just up, just trying to capture the the whole day so I wouldn't lose that day. But I slept in. Yeah. I slept in till nine o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. It's a lot of things that change. It's just, can I, can I go, go ahead, honey. It's just so exciting to have him home. And it's just like normal, a normal lifestyle now. Yes. Um, he's home at night. We get to do, even though, like you said, it's just been two weekends. We have done a lot. Yeah. A lot. And it's so different. The girls are even excited about the change. You know, there's no pressure of, um, like you said, calling in or waking up and squeezing all this stuff in in one day. We got the whole weekend. We could take our time. We could do whatever we want. We even got weeknights where we can do stuff. Yes. It's just, I don't know if y'all remember a couple of episodes, probably a lot, a lot of episodes back. We talked about transition and how we had to transition like when his um, shift would change or yeah. when their time would change. Now we're transitioning. It was always something that we just dove in and did. It really wasn't like a positive change. But this right here, I must say, this is a positive change yeah. for everyone overall. Everybody is so excited and so happy. Yes, he was here in our lives. But I'm saying now he is here. I'm here, baby. You're here. Yeah. I we am. get to do everything that we want to do now. And it's no pressure. It's like, it's just easy. It is easy. Like, I didn't know how much stress I was under. I didn't know how much it weighed on me until I was able to be free from mm -hmm. it. And it's like, this is a strong word. 
but it is bondage. Like the, the, the type of career because it's like I had become numb to holidays. Mm-hmm. I had become numb to holidays. Even like when you celebrate a day like MLK, uh, there's activities going on. I would I would be numb to that. Even though I would want to celebrate it, I would be numb to it because I have to work. Yeah. And I did, I put so much emphasis on now nah, I got to work till it clouded so much. And getting your rest. Yes. And getting your rest. Even um Christmas. You was able to celebrate Christmas with mm-hmm. us and most important Christmas Eve because the girls and I we have traditions. We eat finger foods and yep. just do whatever. We watch Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone. We watch traditional movies, yes. Home Alone. But our main thing is we eat finger foods. We make um, pigs in a blanket. We make cookies. And, you know, we just let them open one gift. He got to experience yeah. that. You know, and it was just like, it was peaceful, meaning he got to experience it. And he didn't have to worry about going to work the next day. Right. It was just so peaceful. And it was exciting that you get to, what, how long we been married? Almost 10 years. 10 years of stuff that you probably probably get to do or you don't get to do. And we always do it. I always do it with the girls. And now it's it's changed. And it would be like, I can't do it this year, but next year. Yeah. Not even knowing if next year was guaranteed, but thank God it was. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's bittersweet because now I'm on this schedule. And our kids, two of them, well, one of them is at the point where they're about to leave. So mm-hmm. it was it was important for me that I got that this year. Yeah. You know, so new job that that is one of uh, life's changes. So what you said you was gonna title this one? Uh, I believe life blows and changes. Yes. Yeah, because we we've experienced some blows and we experienced some changes. Some changes. And I was talking about the car, like when my truck broke down. It was like I, I'm the only one that really riding my truck because mm-hmm. you guys got to go back to episode. 62, I believe, and I was talking about how me and Zuri was in the it truck. It was 61. Oh, 61, and the truck broke down. And I never wanted to be broke down with my kids in the car with me, and much less the baby, mm-hmm. you know? So she was, what, two, three months, maybe? Two, two, or three. two or three. I think two. When this happened, and it was just like, I was the only one that could drive in that truck. Mm-hmm. I knew how to drive it. It was one of those trucks. You got to know how to drive it. You know that's a hood, God. Yeah, so I wouldn't even let her, you drive it, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't feel comfortable. So, uh, you know, we have a new vehicle, and now it's so vital, because we, we are at the point that all of us can ride in the same car to school. Yeah, I don't have a car. I, I basically <laughs> don't much, have yeah. a car because our oldest have my car mm-hmm. and I ride with Mr. Kruger to work. Mm-hmm. And that's just, oh, Lord, y'all. Yo, I don't be late to work. Yo, y'all, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to talk junk. I don't be late to work. It's just like he got to get up at 4.30 in the morning just to be to work <laughs> at 8. I'm like, we don't have to do that. I mean, like, why we need all this time and we be to work at Seven and we ain't got the clock in. Well, we don't have to clock in, but we don't have to start work until eight. You got to get up early to roll with me, baby. I mean, too early. I'm like, people still, the sun ain't even ready to come up. So why? We have time to do whatever we need to do. I don't need all that time. That's too much. That's too much time. We can go. All right. So this is what we do. Like, I don't leave out the house when I know it's too late for me to be there. I'm five minutes before that. Five minutes make a difference, too. Oh, hold on. I got to talk more. I'm telling on you now. What? So he do all this getting up early, but he get on, honey, I'm tired. I'm sleepy. <laughs> I wanted to, I was like, no, you better Wait, not well, take a nap. To my credit, that was my first week. 
His first week was a little rough. He was trying to transition. Because, see, I worked night shift at my other job. Yeah, but he wanted to come home and take a nap. I'm like, no, you better not take a nap. See, that's why we ain't got to get up at no 4.30. It wasn't like I said. I'm not getting up at 4.30. It wasn't like I said, I'm going to come home and I'm going to take a nap. No, it was my body literally shutting down. Yeah, it was. So it wasn't like I had a choice. It was like I was shutting down. But yeah, honey, the second second night, you was like, oh, I need to take a nap. No, you don't need to take a nap. (laughs) You going to be up all night. You going to be messed up for the next day. And I had to go go through that process. (laughs) I had to experience it. It was something I had to do. Mr. Five Minutes, leaving five. He was sleeping that night. I was. And I woke up early in the middle of the night. <laughs> See, that's what I was talking about. And so, but I do get up around, at least I try to. Like, I try to get up now because I want to do things different. Since I've been working on night so long, my body has been through so many changes. I want to get up early now to exercise mm-hmm. or, you know, to meditate or pray. I, I want to get up early to catch the first part of the day. And I, I want that to be just peaceful. I want to be able to bring peace to my mind and peace to my body. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, speaking of that, well, we haven't covered everything. But speaking of that, mm-hmm. uh, bringing peace to your mind and body, we've been reading. Yeah. You know, that that's something that we started, um, wanted to say we wanted to do for the first beginning of the year. And just something that we wanted to incorporate. And we had a couple weeks to where... We did no technology, mm-hmm. um, and, and no technology, no, technology no, TV, no TV, no radio. Right, and we took a trip to the library and we bought books, and it's so it pleased me because everybody in the house was reading. Mm-hmm. The kids was reading and they enjoyed it. Yeah, they did. Like Paige had a book; she wouldn't even talk to us. I mean, she was just all in that book. Yeah, and and we also did you know fun things. We um have we have board games and we bought mm-hmm. some more board games. Uno, Uno cards. We bought some and Jenga. Jenga. So um, we was doing those type of things too, just to spend more time, clear our minds. Mm-hmm. We made vision boards. We did all that of the first of the year, and um, the girls, like you said, they really took to it. Yes. Paige, she now she know how to play um tongue. and she wouldn't even put that book down to play that game. She wanted to finish reading she that book. Talk. Yeah. She can beat you too, but um, even Kaylin, even Kaylin, she reads every week at school, but she kept on doing it. I mean, it was just, it was very good to see our kids engage right. in something that we were doing, and they didn't give us no fuss about no, it. No, and we told them we was like, y'all could do it after, y'all could uh, get on technology after five because we didn't want to be too hard. Yeah, you know, and say uh, no, just cold turkey, but even. Like for the first couple of weeks, neither one of them really got on after yeah, five. They they, like they, they forgot. Yeah, they didn't want to. So, but now they like kind of doing it. Sometimes they do it. Sometimes they don't. But you know, it was just shocking to see that they just jumped right into it and they did it. No fuss. No fuss at all. Yeah. So that was good. So, what book did you get? Well, the first book I got was Cookie Johnson's. Um, Dang, I forgot the title. Anyways, it was her biography. I got her book, and I read that, like, within some days. That was a very interesting yeah, book. Yeah, you was into that one. Yeah, and I got, um, the second time we went back to the library, I got a couple of self-help books, and I got Zora Neale Hurston book. I got Maya Angelou's book. I think I got two. And Gabrielle Sab- 
Dididay. I don't know how to pronounce her last Sidibe. name. Sidibe. There you go. I got her book. Mm-hmm. And the book I'm currently reading right now, I got Joyce Myers, 100 mm-hmm. Ways to Simplify Your Life. I'm almost done with that book. And I'm going to um, probably move on to Zora Neale Hurston. So that's where I'm at right now. I have a lot of books to read. But it's it's kind of... <laughs> It's going good for me. Mm-hmm. You know, social media, I can't say much, uh-huh. but reading these books has opened up a lot. I used to read a lot, but then I got this job where I read all the time and then I just stopped reading on my own time. But I'm kind of glad that we have challenged ourselves this year mm-hmm. to open that back up because that opened up my minds and made me open up my mind. I have one I mean, mind. I have one. It opened, up- <laughs> it opened up my mind. I'm thinking different. I'm looking at things different. I'm, you know, just going a different path. Mm-hmm. And just getting, you know, right for 2020. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, 2020. <laughs> we got. I ain't gonna say it. But me, I have my first book for 2020 was Dick Gregory's. It's uh, Defining Moments in Black History and Reading Between the Lies. Lies. Now, you know, Dick Gregory passed a couple years ago. And when I read this book, it's, it's really a lot of his personal accounts. And, um, his views on things. I think it's an interesting book because it gives so many, it's like a, a lot of history in this book. Mm-hmm. And he had so many experiences with so many people to make you step back and look at a different way of how this person was publicized by the media or whatever. Mm-hmm. It gives you a different look at the people that we know of not and not really know so that book, that was good. And and when I read that book, I said that I didn't want to be in this generation living amongst people who are great people, mm-hmm. like people who are highly successful. And I don't mean that by monetary value. I mean by, by people with good minds, people who live a long time, people who have impacted society. I didn't want to be a part of this generation and wait till a person died to experience that with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I refer to Nipsey Hussle a lot. Like, when I got turned on to his music, he was still alive. Right. So I, w- I began to witness uh, the stuff that he was doing. I-, I started to see his journey. And after he got killed, it was so many people who knew him then. But they was like, man, I wish I would have knew him mm-hmm. when he was alive or knew about what he was doing. So I went and bought uh, Leah Remney. Mm-hmm. You know, I got her book and I got Betty White. Right. I got her book. So those are the books that um, I'm going to finish after I finish uh, Nine Lives of a Black Panther. is by Wayne Farr. I never heard of him, but um, it's this book right here. If you can see it. It's Nine Lives of a Black Panther. And it's pretty good. And uh, he mentioned a couple of a couple names. Of course, uh, Huey P. Newton. Uh, he, he mentioned some more people that I've heard about. I heard Tupac. Talk about one of the guys named Geronimo. But it's a good book. And uh, he's just talking about, you know, the story for survival during the uh, period of the Black Panther. So it's a pretty good book. And I'm just expanding my mind, just learning different things. And you can't forget about the book that we're reading together as a married, married couple. Now, that book is called... Uh, hold up. I'm going to move off camera for a second. Hold on. I got it. I got that. So we... We actually bought this book, and we're reading this book together. However, I read one chapter, and then the next week, Marcus will read one chapter, that same chapter, and we'll come together and talk about it. So, Mr. Kruger, he a little behind. I'm a little behind. Cause, oh, I also got DJ Khaled's book. 
Oh, yeah. And I've been reading that on my lunch break. And that's, I like, I'm starting to look at DJ Khaled different. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe it's called Keys. Um, but this is the book we're reading together called Naked Marriage. How to Have a Lifetime of Love, Sex, Joy, and Happiness by Joanna Nagler. Yeah, now I read the first chapter of this book, and the first chapter is called A Naked Date, I think. Mm -hmm. And yes, it is sexual, but I think it will have some good benefits to it. It's not nasty. It's not not perverted. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's just... it's. It's good. Like it's an I was adult like, book, but it's not perverted. It's not looking at things in a perverse way. It's looking at things completely different. Mm-hmm. Complete like outside of the box. I mean all the way mm-hmm. outside of the box. Cause I was like frowning at the book. I had my nose turned up. I was acting snooty. Okay. So but I have too. been called snooty, but oh well. <laughs> so I read the first chapter and I was like, oh, okay, I see how this can help. So I'm just waiting on Mr. Kruger to catch up. But we do have a lot of books. We probably just have overwhelmed ourselves. But um, just based off the first chapter, I mean, it is a little hard read. You got to get into it. But she does make sense. But based off the first chapter, I would recommend this book. And it's only off the first chapter. Okay. And we read the preface together. Yeah. So it's... I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So um, I also bought Trent Shelton's book. And um, I haven't really got into that one yet, but I think it's a self-help help book. But um, I'm almost through with the nine chapters of uh, Nine Lives of a Black Panther. It's a pretty interesting book. And, um, you know, it just gives you a different perspective about what you may or may not know about the Black Panther. And me, I didn't know much about it. So I just took his perspective and I went from there. So those are the books that we're reading. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like the Dick Gregory book, first book down in 2020. And I just plan on expanding my mind this year Mm -hmm. so anything else on that no that's it so now let's get into the blows of life okay and i will be quiet i will take the back seat and i will let you navigate why okay because it happened to you okay you know most of it came your way we talked about the changes yeah those those were you (laughs) all right so this is probably the main reason why we just been on a hot dog. You sat back and everything. <laughs> I told you I was. I said I was. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Okay. So this is probably the main reason why we have been off air for so long. Um, December 12th. Well, I would say you have to back up to December 11th. Paint the picture, baby. Don't forget. It was the- December 12th. Yes, but the symptoms started December 11th. Mm-mm. Oh, well, yeah, okay. All right, December 11th, I wasn't feeling... <laughs> December 11th, I wasn't feeling good. Marcus went to work. It was a, it was a you know, a usual day. Um, I was this complaining... This was at the old job. Yeah, at his old job. And um, I was complaining about my stomach was hurting me. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I, I just got a stomachache. So I went to bed. Tossing and turning, my stomach was hurting or whatever, and I was I woke up and I had diarrhea. So I was like, I'm not going to work today. I don't think I can function, you know. So I just didn't go to work. And Marcus came home 
and he went to sleep and then he got up and I still was feeling bad. I was having this sharp pain in my stomach and I was just feeling bad. So I was like, honey, <laughs> y'all know me. If y'all know me, I wouldn't go to the hospital. I'd just take it. But I was like, honey, I need to go to the emergency care because I think I got food poisoning. So that's what I diagnosed myself with. Thought I had food She's poisoning. She's not a doctor, by the way. I'm not a doctor. But I was having these really bad sharp pains and I was having diarrhea. So two and two put together, you think you got food poisoning. That's how I was feeling. So... <laughs> Do not self-diagnose. Yes. If you don't know what's wrong, go to the doctor. So I went to emergency care and I told them what was wrong with me or whatever. And um, they took me back in the room. They took blood and urine. And they said that they didn't find anything. Mm -hmm. They didn't see nothing wrong with me. So um, they was like, I may have a bug or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they was giving me... An antibiotic, and they was gonna send me home. Did but they give you an IV? Yeah, they gave me an IV. Yeah, they gave me an IV because I didn't eat for a while, or I didn't have anything to drink. So that's what they did. Right. So I went to the bathroom this one last time before I was, you know, put my clothes back on to go home. And like I told y'all, I had diarrhea, but this time I was pooping blood. Mm -hmm. Sorry to be so. Graphic. graphic but I was pooping blood so I went back in the room I was like no something is wrong y'all gonna have to do something because I am pooping blood I was not doing that when I was home I just had diarrhea and they was like oh, okay so they gave me a CT scan and after the CT scan they came back and said that Hold I had before that mm -hmm. we were debating should I go to my doctor's appointment because you know by the time you use the restroom and you you seen that blood you was like, we, we were debating on if I should go to my doctor's appointment because I have to schedule an appointment every three months. Mm -hmm. And if I don't go, I can't get medication. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like, I'm about to cancel it. But when that, they gave you the IV, I was like, well, I'm going to just get the page to sit up here with you mm -hmm. and I'll just go and make it quick and come back. Mm -hmm. So this was during the time the CT scan happened. Right. I went to my appointment. Yeah. Um, and I think the girls was there. Yeah, the girls was there. You had the baby. You took the baby yeah, I with took you. Yeah, took the baby with me. And the girls was there, and I went and had the CT scan. So they came back from the CT scan and told me that, um, yes, I had colitis. I forgot what that was. And um, they was like, they said something. I forgot what they said. And then they left out the room again. So then they came back. Oh, you don't have colitis. Um, your intestines are telescoping into each other. If you guys just think about a telescope, how when you open it, it expands. And then when you close it, it goes into your, itself. So that's what my intestine was doing. Mm -hmm. And they was like, um, we're going to have to transfer you to transport you to the um main host hospital for surgery you're gonna have to have surgery and i'm like when they was like tonight i'm like tonight yep. and i was like okay so <laughs> okay, so i'm calling marcus and i'm because marcus was still at his doctor's appointment so i'm calling marcus and i'm telling all this to him and he was like what and i was like yes this is what they're saying because um apparently this it's called intersusception. Apparently, this is common in babies. 
And when babies have it, they give babies an air enemum and it just stretches the intestine. Enema, honey. Enema. Enema. What I said? Enemum. <laughs> it just stretches the intestine back out. But in adults, it's rare and they cannot do that. So they have to do surgery or it can damage that intestine. So mm-hmm. I'm telling Marcus all of this. And so he coming back and it's like, what are we doing? No, you didn't come back. No, I had to meet you at the hospital. Yes, you you didn't come back. I take that back. So where did the girls go? The girls, we all went to the hospital. Okay. Because by the time I got there, you were there with one of our aunts. Well, no, they had to go home or something. The girls, the girls must have left because I remember being there by myself and the um, medics came and they transported me to the main hospital. I was by myself. I don't know where y'all was. I think y'all was getting things together. I don't know. But they transported me to the main hospital and I went into the emergency room. And by the time I got there, that's when y'all was coming. Mm -hmm. But one of my great aunts came first because she was shopping at the mall. Mm Mm-hmm. So she came and um, I was talking to the doctors and they was telling me, they was asking me all these questions about um, cancer, his, the cancer history in my um, family and if I had Crohn's disease because all this stuff will happen with an adult that has these issues and I didn't have any of those issues. So then when I said no, no, no to everything, they was concerned that I may have had a mass. So... It was just like so much coming at us, well, at me at the time, because mm-hmm. you were still getting the girls together. We was trying to figure out what to do with the baby. That's what you was doing. It's like, I don't remember that. It's just a blur. But you was getting the baby together. So they was asking Yeah, me, because we had to take her to somebody. Yes. Yeah, that's what happened. So Did, did I take her or did they come and get her? I think you took her. You took her and Kaylin. I did. Yeah. I did. That's what. That's why it was night when I got back. Mm-hmm. We took yeah. her and okay. Kaylin. So, um, you know, it was just a blur. They asking me all these questions, and I'm just saying no. Because I know my family history, but it's like they kept like, are you sure? Are you sure? Like, I didn't know. And I knew. Like, I know what cancers we have in our family. I know I don't have this, and I know this and that and that. So, they was like, well, you're going to have surgery tonight. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, I'm like, what else can I say? So that's when I called my mama because I wanted to have everything in line to tell my mama because this is not news that you want to hear. Like, I'm right. just going to call my mama and tell her I'm having surgery and this and this and that. She was so upset. So he was upset when I told him when I was at the emergency room, the emergency care. But, um, yeah, so this is December 12th. Well, December, yeah, this is. Yeah, this is December 12th now. Yeah, I went to the emergency care, I'm going to say, at noon on December 12th. Yeah, because we thought we were going to be out by 3. Yes, and I ended up having surgery like around midnight. Yep. October. Longest time of my life. October 13th. It wasn't October though, honey. I mean, (laughs) Lord. (laughs) December. 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 So, yes, that's what went down with me. And we were off air because of this surgery and because of recovery. I had to recover from a major surgery. They did not do it. What's the word? I can't pronounce it. Liposcopically. They didn't do it the 
the the advanced technology. They way. did it the old school way. They split me down the middle of my stomach and they went in and they removed five centimeters of my bowel and my appendix. So <laughs> yeah. that's a whole nother story. So yes, I had to recover from that. I was in the hospital from December twelfth to the seventeenth, and I must say that was like the hardest time in my life. Yes. It was very hard. It was very emotional. It was very fast. It was scary. It was... You going to chime in? I'm waiting. I'll I'll let you get your emotions out. It was everything that you don't want to feel because, I'm going to be honest, I went in thinking that I wouldn't come out because it just went so fast. Yeah. I was so scared. We both was, though. We were very scared. But you know what? I must say, I should have known everything was going to be all right because me and my coworker, we have this thing where we talk about people's names. And I don't know if you looked, but when they rolled me in the elevator to take me to the emergency room, it was this man. He was cleaning the elevators. His name was Luster. No. (laughs) I did not see that. And I'm like... I wouldn't focus on that. I wouldn't focus on it either, but I kind of laughed because I'm like, why am I seeing this man? I'm like, why is his name Luster? It's supposed to be Lester. His name was Luster, and he looked like a Luster. He was a he was a um, janitor. He was cleaning and everything. He was real nice, but his name was Luster. I do remember that before I went into surgery. No, I was just looking at you. I was like, Lord, my wife going into surgery. I was mad. I was. I I, I do realize I was. I was angry. Not angry at what happened, but angry because I want to make sure these people are not just telling me anything. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, ask, I have learned now to ask questions during these times. Like, I don't even know what I be asking. I just be asking questions. Mm-hmm. Like, anything that pop up in my mind, I ask because I need to know. Yes. You know, and um, we had to have a real conversation. Yeah, that was emotional, too, because I kept going to the bathroom And when we was in the bathroom, like one of the last times before I went into surgery, we talked about death and what to do if I don't make it. And that was just like that. That brought me to tears. Yeah, that was a hard conversation. And we have a baby and then we have a child that's graduating from high school. It's just we have a range of things going on and we had to talk about it. Yep. Because it's like, you know, sometimes people, it don't take nothing for you to go. You don't have to be sick to go to the hospital and not come out. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a ex-co-worker. Her, her mom went in for a simple procedure for what I get and didn't come home. And let them tell it. What I had was a simple procedure, too. They had done several that day. Yeah. So that's what they told me. But then they could be telling you anything. Right. To make you feel better. But it still was scary. I have never had surgery. I had all my children naturally. I never had a cesarean. So all of this was new to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like I just came off maternity leave, you know. Yeah. And they were asked, like I said, they asked me all these questions. I was like, well, I just had a baby. That's the only thing that happened to me. I said, I just had a baby three months ago. Could that have caused this? And they was like, no, this and that, no. And I was like, I don't know. Still to this day, I don't know, don't know what, caused it. what caused it. Because I don't have Crohn's disease. I don't have colon cancer. And I did not have a mask. 
So I do not know what caused my intestines to do that. No, neither. But um, I got through the surgery, and I guess it went well. Yeah, that was the longest. I think it was two hours, three hours. Well, it was the longest for me. It was so long because when I was out in the waiting area, they had a they have a monitor, and a certain color means a certain thing. So when you say, for instance, if you blue, that means you're still in the operating room. If it turned purple, that means they're wrapping up. If it turned green, that means they finished. If it turned yellow, that means they're bringing you out. It took forever for those lights to change. <laughs> it was it was taking forever, and it was just like. I'm glad that uh, we had people there to mm-hmm. come support because I don't know. I probably would have drove myself crazy just wor- wor- worrying, you know. Mm-hmm. And I see the importance now, like when people go in the hospital, people just be there. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just there. Mm-hmm. Um, we ain't doing nothing. We can't do nothing. We really can't do nothing. But you're just but you there, for, there for support. You was there to distract me. You was mm-hmm. there to, you know. And I think in my mind, I did shut off for a second because I'm like, I need my wife to come out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it was just, I went through all of that, but they was there. Then your mom came. Did she come before I got out of surgery? I think she did. No. Okay. I thought she did. It was like right after. She came when you was in recovery. Okay. Well, basically, I called her when I was going in. She came when I was coming out. She wasn't playing, and my mom is down south, and that's more um, more than a four hour drive. I'm pretty sure she probably did it in four because yeah. <laughs> she probably was speeding. But I just I'm thankful for everybody that was there with him. Mm-hmm. I know my great aunt was there. My sister and uh, my sister in law, my mother in law, my mom, um, her husband. Who else was uh, there? I. Big sister who just had a birthday. Yes. So that was, those were some challenging times for us. Definitely the recovery. And I must give my husband all the props because he was there. He did not leave my side. Like he said earlier, he asked all the questions that he need to ask. He helped me get out of bed, get in the bed. He just, he helped me because it was hard. You don't realize how much you use your stomach muscles until you cannot use them. You yeah. use your stomach for everything and your back. Even though I didn't have surgery on my back, but both of them hurt it. My, my, my stomach and my back, and it was just hard. It was the hardest thing that I could have had 10 more babies. I'd rather have 10 more babies than go through that. Uh-uh, that we're not doing it. That is saying something. Yes, but um, yeah. That's what happened to us, y'all. That's why we've been out of commission. <laughs> That's why we've been out of commission and the recovery in the hospital and then coming home to recover. You don't have that hospital bed to lift you up, to grab stuff. You just have to learn how to maneuver. And then not moving too fast. Uh-huh. You And, and my wife, she is the type that will move too fast. And I just had to play... Uh, the bad mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to allow you. I said it. Allow. I wasn't going to allow you to do something that could possibly hurt you more or give you a setback. I had to put boundaries up. Mm-hmm. And you respected them. Because you know. You know. You knew what was right and wrong. Mm-hmm. You was just trying to see how far you can get away with it. I was. That's just like everybody. Everybody yeah. do it. And once you see. You know. Not, not only you telling me that. My body was telling me that too. So. 
you know, but you was telling me before my body told me and I should have just been listening because mm-hmm. I'm thinking that I'm okay. I can get up and bounce back. But honey, when I tell you that 38 year old body don't bounce back like it used to <laughs> and you need to listen and get your rest so you don't have a setback like them. Um, our, our elders say mm-hmm. you have to listen. But we got we to gotta talk about some people that stepped in for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if we say, they, say their names. But um, just from the time that we said something was happening, people opened up their doors. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody. Yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm just say this. The bougie babes. Mm-hmm. Y'all know who y'all are. And the bougie babe, one of the bougie babes' mom. Two of the bougie babes' mom. Oh, yeah. Two, two, two. Well, you two. know what? All of the bougie babes' mom. Because one of the bougie babes' mom, we didn't see her, but she was praying. Okay. Okay. And two of the bougie babes' moms, they was they was there. You know, we saw them, and they they did things. You know, all the bougie babes and their mothers. And one of the bougie babes' father. Yes. I yes. mean, just like just made sure that they bought us food because you know I ain't the best cook. <laughs> <laughs> I am not the best cook. And, uh, you know, they, they took care of us. Yep. That's why we was after the hospital. And your mom. My mom. And, and her husband. My mom and her husband. They was here within the flash, like I said. And they, they came to the house and took care of the house. Took care of the And this was around Christmas. Yes. Like, like, so we didn't, we were planning to get a tree that weekend. We didn't do that. We didn't do it. My mom took Kaylin shopping to make the house look Christmassy. She even redid our room. She got us a new bedspread, some new rugs and everything, and she decorated the room. Because, you know, when you come home, you want your, your house to be nice and clean and fresh. And my mama did all that with the baby. Yeah. With the baby. Um, what else she did? She... Um, help Paige out she, like I said she took Kaylin to get some Christmas stuff just to bring the Christmas spirit in the house um, she stayed as long as she could I mm-hmm. think she had to um, go back to work or something happened yeah because somebody she had to go back yeah but I'm, I'm oh go ahead finish finish that I no go ahead I just gotta give a shout out to Paige too mhm yes maturity on fleek should I say that maturity on fleek no I don't think they say fleek anymore well I honey. said <laughs> but Paige she stepped she all stepped the way up. up. As the big sister. Even Kaylin. Even Kaylin. I don't know. Kaylin was a little toe up. <laughs> <laughs> they hit it though. They didn't let you Not see Kaylin. It. Huh? Not Kaylin. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what Kaylin did? Kaylin was crying in the hospital. Oh, yeah, she was. She was. Every time she saw me, she didn't want to come near me. You know she didn't want to touch me. She would cry. I forgot because I had to walk her out. Uh-huh. I had to walk with her down the hallway. Because, like, and you in the hospital, things. It's crazy because sometimes when things look like it's not that bad, it is that bad. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when it look like it's that bad, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had tubes. You had all type of stuff. Yeah, so tubes. I had a tube down my throat. Mind y'all, I, I did not eat since December 11th, and I couldn't eat. You went for a, I went for a while, but I eat. went for a couple days, at least so, four. So I had that tube down my nose, going down my, you know, to my stomach. I would say five days. Yeah. You didn't eat. So I stopped talking, and that was an issue too for Kaylin because she thought something was wrong even more. But I stopped talking because they wouldn't give me no liquids, and my mouth was getting dry, and I was just I was miserable. And every time they were like, "Give me some medicine," 
with the water i was trying to drink a lot of it and it was like that's enough i was just trying to drink so much water but i couldn't do anything and then they was giving me a um swab. a swab to swab my mouth to keep it wet but it wasn't it wasn't helping so i just stopped talking and that just like took kaylin over the top she was she was snot crying that yeah. <laughs> crying and i just hated to see that Paige. Like you said, Paige was she was so strong, but we found out. I found out through one of the bougie yeah. babes that she, she didn't take this well, and a couple of people on her basketball team. I found out that she wasn't taking it well either. But she she was very strong through this. She took care of her sister. She did what she had to do. She went and played her games. She she just did what she had to do. Yeah, and I'm proud of her for that. Yeah, I'm proud of Kaylin too. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot all about that. But Kaylin just had to learn. She never experienced anything like this. And and she was just, I mean, I don't know. And Zuri, Zuri didn't know what was going on. No, she was with her auntie and um, my brother-in-law, who's now in the hospital. Like it, It's crazy because we were in, they were out now. Mm-hmm. They, we out, they were in, but it's, it's just how life be. Yeah, and who else? Uh, my sister in law. Um, she she mm-hmm. helped, like you said. Um, my great aunt that was there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and both the twins, mm-hmm. both of them, and Auntie, the one that came up. Mm-hmm. She came up and hung with us. Always pleasure talking to her because she gonna talk to you. Yeah. If I ever go on a road trip and I need somebody to ride, yeah, there's two people I'm gonna call. Yeah, yeah and um. People from uh, a church that we used to go to, yep. um, they stepped in and helped. I mean, we had meals. Um, the kids had food. Marcus had food. I couldn't eat. But we just... <laughs> we were taken care of. We were taken care of. And I think everybody that had something to do with that, I, I think everybody that helped my husband out, that helped my children out, because I could not do anything. And I'm going to tell y'all, that drove me absolutely crazy. That I couldn't do anything. I couldn't be there for my family. But my family was there for me. Yeah. But it's okay. I mean, that's really what you're supposed to do. Yeah, but that was a hard lesson for me to learn. Yeah. But you learned it. Mm -hmm. So now you know, you know, we got each other back. So it's it's just important to be there. Mm -hmm. And if you can't handle it, say something to somebody. If you're down, that's why those people are there. Mm -hmm. I realize that. That's why those people are there. If you need to vent... You know, just like something that's way off topic. Like, I talked to you about certain things that I've experienced in my life. But um, outside of you, there's really nobody that I could talk to about this certain thing until I've seen this person this weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, so people are there for you. You just have to be willing to drop your guard and allow them to come in. Mm -hmm. And you'll know who really there for you. Yeah. You'll know it. I mean, it's just, I, I appreciate everybody. That stepped in, and um, even one of the bougie babes after we came home, we didn't have like we usually do a real Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. They was like, "Do y'all got a tree?" They was like, "No." She was like, "I bring y'all my fake Christmas tree." Mm-hmm. She bought the tree. We yep. was able to put it up, you know, and it just helped out the atmosphere in the house a little bit. And know, uh, it was just people stepped in, and uh, that's what we've been going through, people. We we've been we've been taking a break. We've been trying to get things in order. My wife wanted to go back to work early. I wasn't going to allow that no. because she wasn't ready. No, he. I, <coughs> I had to work from home. Um, 
it was just a, a major transition from me because I thought I was better. I thought I can move on. I thought I can go back to work. Um, I couldn't lift the baby at some point of my um during that healing process. Some point of your life. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> so um some point of that healing process, it was just a lot. It was a lot that I was limited to, and that was a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. It was it was a hard struggle for me. And I just wanted to disobey everybody. But you did. I had an aunt from back home. She would call me every day, FaceTime me, mm-hmm. make sure, make sure I'm sitting down, eating right, doing this. One of the bougie babes, she would she would text me almost every day. Everybody making sure that I am on point. Paige talking about I see what I gotta do with you and my grandma. I gotta knock y'all a lot to make sure y'all doing what's right. So <laughs> and I I see, I get it, cause now I see how my mama felt because I was fussing at my mama when she had her time down. And I was telling her she needed to sit down. She needed to do that. She needed to do that. I understand now. And I, I get it because <laughs> I was acting just like my mama. But I didn't want to sit down. I wanted to get up and do. I wanted to do this. I wanted to help. But I had to sit down and heal. It wasn't your time. It was your time to be helped. Yes, I see that now. And that was something like, we had that conversation in the hospital. You was like, I can't do nothing. And I said, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay that you can't do nothing. This, you you can't. No, you can't. And I was, I was honest with you. <laughs> no, you can't do nothing. It's okay, though. That's what I'm here for. That's why I'm supposed to be your hands and legs and your feet, you know. So all I did was look out the window and look at this green highlight building that they was building that's all i did just look out the window not every time we ride past she was like i was trying to figure (laughs) out what this building was (laughs) i had a perfect view but that that one building just stuck out to me and Mm -hmm. now now i ride by almost every day (laughs) so it's just it's funny i just want to say too uh the hospital that we were at we vowed not to go there anymore and they kind of messed up a little bit, but I just want to say the the nursing staff have, was exceptional, mm-hmm. except for one person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like I don't know, like you have bad experiences with nurses. Mm-hmm. It's like some people just in that profession for the for the money, but I believe that most of the people that we dealt with, I mean, God know what He be doing. Mm-hmm. Even though we were in a bad place, he still put us around people that took care of us yeah. and that cared about their job and that cared about their patients. And you could tell. I mean, it was um, when we first went, I didn't feel good about the staff that was in there. Maybe. I don't know what it was, but I just felt like everything was moving too fast. Yeah. I was answering questions. That night, everything did move too fast, honey. Yeah. That that, that staff, I didn't, I didn't care for. But after that, they uh, started bringing in people. And it was, uh, I mean, it was just people that I, I was good with. And when one nurse came, I, st- I stayed up when a new nurse would come to try to feel their vibe. And uh, this lady was so good, I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh yes, I, I'm, I'm good with her. Mm-hmm. Because she was attentive, everything Shelby asked for. And the main thing that made me comfortable with her, she got your pain level Under control. in the rhythm. Yeah. You know, she got it in the rhythm, and then instead of some people saying, okay, it's time for your meds, giving you a lot of stuff, and then when it run out, you can't take nothing. Mm-hmm. She started staggering. She figured it out. Mm-hmm. It took her a minute, but once she figured it out, we stayed on that rhythm yep. that she set the tone for. And when she came in the next day, we knew her by name. 
I was saying, oh shoot, I'm good. I was I felt comfortable enough to get rest mm-hmm. because I wasn't trying to stay asleep if my wife needed me. And then I'm over here knocked out. I wasn't trying to be like that. Mm-hmm. But when she was there, I, I ain't gonna lie. I said, <laughs> I'm gonna get it <laughs> because I know you in good hands now. Yeah. You know, I felt like she the besides me, she the only person that I know without a shadow of a doubt she gonna be there. Mm-hmm. So that that uh, the nursing staff was good, and it was the uh, guy. Who came in to um, change your linen and all of that? He was good. I mean, it was everybody was good except for the one person, and the, that person wasn't bad. They just were not attentive. No, she just wasn't at all. No, so, I think she just thought she was the head nurse in charge, and she wasn't. So I'm glad I only had her. Well, I had her for two days. Yeah, but, but the last day it was the last day we was there. Yeah. Yeah. So really one and a half days, I would say. Yeah. But everybody else was good, and they took care of you. You came home. How are you feeling now? I feel good to be home. I feel good to be back on air. I feel normal. I'm starting to feel normal. Um, I'm moving a little bit you better. You're looking good, though. <laughs> you, you is looking good. <laughs> I'm glad I'm looking good because I know I was, oh, wait a minute. I know I was looking a hot mess, but I am forgetting somebody to thank. Oh, yes. Yes. You know who you are. <laughs> I should call you by your middle name, but I ain't going to do Ooh. that. But <laughs> she has been my personal stylist. <laughs> yes. And- <laughs> In the hospital. Because my hair was a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> but she came and braided me down, and I appreciate everything that she has done for us. Um, she brought you food. She mm-hmm. came and visited the, the whole family. They came and visited me. We're talking about them all the time. Y'all should Yeah. Know. My God, baby tried to run to me. She scared me half to death. Oh, your auntie leaned on your stomach. <laughs> oh, yeah. My aunt I leaned on my stomach. I'm talking about right out of surgery. She came in. She gave Shelby a hug and leaned, pressed right in. She was like, oh, Lord. Yeah, she pressed right in my stomach, y'all, because I'm split from a stomach. Like, it didn't go through my belly button, but that, like, the middle of my stomach, I'm split. And she pressed on my stomach. Then my God baby ran to me, wanted me to pick her up. I had to, she scared me half to death. It was, but they came, they visited us. Um, She did my hair because, I was looking a hot mess. <laughs> I was trying to keep your little bonnet on. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to keep your lips chapped. I was not being chapped. I was just trying to oh, keep you presentable. Let me tell y'all about that situation. So they gave my husband like some stuff to keep your your, your lips moisturized. His big old Amazon hands. It wasn't that much. She was just putting on. It was a lot. Okay. I'm looking like I ate a bowl of grease. <laughs> so he put a um, mouth on his finger, but his lips... And then he gonna put it on my lips. I'm like, honey, that's too. I already couldn't talk. I'm like, honey, that's too much. That's how I was, honey. That's too much. I had so much of whatever that was on my lips. Yes, my lips weren't gonna be chapped with you, honey. I was just trying to keep you looking presentable. I know that's what you would have wanted. I know that's what you would have wanted. I look like I stuck my hand in the socket because my hair was standing up on my head and I ate a bunch of grease because my lips and my face was greasy because of my husband. I was just trying to keep my wife looking right, you know. Yeah, he didn't want me to look like, if y'all seen six tuplets, sex tuplets, he yeah. didn't want me to look like <laughs> the one in the hospital. <laughs> 
Uh-uh. I do appreciate that, but thank God for Kenya. I'm calling your name. Thank and God then, for Kenya coming to braid my hat down because my husband. And Erica, they're playing mask off. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I was a little, you know. She was on the, the real medication. Yeah. And he came up there playing Percocet. Molly Percocet. <laughs> see? You see how you see how you do they do you when you're down. He was just trying to bring you up. That's yeah, all. I, I don't remember. Uh, I know because you don't remember that at all. I don't remember that at you all. You don't even remember. I think because you because one of the babies was singing and you was like, "Who cried?" <laughs> the only thing I remember <laughs> is that darn green building that I kept looking at. You do remember that? <laughs> but I'm gonna say, even though, <clears throat> excuse me, we were in the hospital, we had the nicest view. Yeah, we did. Out of that window, we just saw the skyline. It was it was nice view. The sunset. Yeah. It was it was it was pretty. But this has been an experience, man, mm-hmm. and um, it's been a challenge. It's been, it's been life changes and blows. Mm-hmm. Life blows and changes. However, we said it, but we we back and we're going to be on this uh journey a little bit longer. This road to recovery. And, welcome, uh, back. welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm proud of you, honey. You came through. You pulled through, and I thank God for allowing you to stay here with us. I am thanking God for that too. But I want to thank God for you because mm-hmm. you was there for me. He held me down. You my boo. Y'all, y'all don't know that he held me down. He asked questions. He did not leave my side. He didn't want to leave my side. Don't get him something to eat. I'm like, please go get you something to eat. Like you don't have to go nowhere far. You could. I'm like I could call somebody to bring you the bougie babes would have brought you something to eat. It was breakfast. He wanted some breakfast. Please go get you some breakfast. And he did not want to do that. My husband did not want to leave my side. But I thank him for everything. I thank God for everything that my husband has done, honey. Well, I you, love man. you, boo. I love you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't you blushing over there? <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you, y'all, this man held me down. He did everything. He even, he even, <laughs> he even was rooting for me to pass gas because they wouldn't yes, let me leave Lord. until I passed gas. I never looked this so f- much forward to a fart in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was my um. What you was when I was delivering the baby? You was an LPN. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, you was a CNA. Then you moved up to an LPN. An then, RN. then an RN. So he was my RN. Then he became my um, PTA, physical therapist assistant. Because I, I had, that was. I got so many uh, acronyms. Yeah, behind my he name. just got so many acronyms behind his <clears throat> name. He, um, I had to walk around. So he he helped me walk around. He he did everything. He um, bathed me. He did everything. My husband done. He even tried to be my hairdresser. You know, he tried. I tried. So loud. He tried. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to moisturize my skin because y'all know I'm all about moisturizing. He did that. What else you did, honey? You name it. I tried to do it. He did. And I love you for that. I love you. I too, thank man. you for everything, honey. I got your back. Yes, you do. I keep telling you that. You do. 100. 100 percent. 100 for the real ones. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. Oh. That I'm is okay. You was about to take off. I was yeah. going in the full thug mode. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, he ain't nothing but a jelly bean, y'all. I love you though. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love you too. But uh that's what we've been, guys. And uh we just thankful for you guys just staying down with us. 
anybody that's new. Hey, thank y'all for listening. Mm-hmm. You got any closing remarks, benediction, anything? No, but we back, y'all. And if there's anybody we left out, anything that we forgot, like we said, this was a blur. I hope that we covered everybody, remembered everybody. If we forgot anybody, uh, charge it to our head, not our heart. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's been good. And uh, until the next time, I'm Marcus. And I'm Shelby. And, and we're we are Cougars with the C. C.